welcome to the 18th episode of Talk Local. Today I am joined with Dr. Bridget Harrison from Innovations in Learning and a bunch of other awesome stuff that she does locally that probably goes unnoticed. Um, but there's a, I was really excited about this one in particular because she's such an inspiration. I first met her um, when I was doing the, uh, what was that, the Internet, the Lakeshore Professional Women's Conference uh, leadership, Women in Leadership uh, series. And I had a chance to sit down in the room with her for two hours and, uh, well, at least the minimal an hour. That's funny how the imagination runs with it. It's not like two hours. Right? That's what <laughs> Yeah, that's what I wanted you to hear. I wanted everyone to bore everybody. No, but it was an awesome story, and she's got a lot to talk about, especially when it comes to this area. And I really wanted to kind of highlight a lot of nonprofits in particular with this um, movement that we're trying to have because it's um, it's God's work, really. And it's really tough to, and it's really, and coming from the nonprofit world, that um, you can help with any help you can possibly get with <laughs> try to shine a light on it, right? Um, so. Uh, Dr. Harrison, uh, thanks again for joining. Do you have anything you want to kind of, uh, I mean, introduce yourself with? And kind of um, tell yourself? I guess uh, thanks for inviting me to be here to begin with. I think I have to sort of give some kudos to you because, like you said, I met you at Lakeshore mm -hmm. when you were working there, and now you've branched off into your own kind of gig here, which yeah. is... It just kind of taken a life of its own. It has. It has. Um, it's uh, it's been all encompassing. Mm -hmm. Which is very cool. And I think the whole and you had said your mission was to really connect people in the region to highlight all the things that we do offer yes. in Northwest Indiana, which is really cool. Um, you know, people think Indianapolis is the only place that's cool in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> they forget that we have this whole region here. Right. Right. Like, right. We can access the lake. Chicago. Oh and, yeah. Yeah, and we can have two time zones in one state. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's not confusing at all. Yeah, we go exactly. we go from beach in fifteen minutes to like inner city practically, yeah. and then south of thirty exactly. is like even like like more like rural. Right. You know? Exactly. And I think the more people knew was here in Northwest Indiana, and um, not being I don't even know if I can officially say I'm an official region. What do they call it? Region. Well, rat? Yeah, this is what the argument's been the last couple of months. It, yeah, yeah I, oh. I, I hate the rat terminology. I know. And so, I, like, somebody I saw was like, Regionite, maybe? Yeah, exactly. I don't even know why we need a mascot. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So, but had um, came to Northwest India actually back in 97. Um, and we, we loved it so much, decided to stay as a family. And that was well before innovations had even been something I thought about starting. So um, the region itself, I think, is incredible. So I applaud what you're doing to really support. Appreciate that. Um, that. I, although I think that you mostly visit breweries, I've heard. <laughs> well, I, I think this is uh, my AA meeting. Is that what this is so starting? Hi, my name is Alan. Yeah, I do go well, to a lot of breweries. I am a professional psychologist. <laughs> so if you would like to talk. <laughs> nice. So that's what I had you in for. Isn't that what talk shows about now? It's like everybody's like dirt. Yeah, this is like, uh, uh, now my family just showed up. Everyone's yeah. here. It's oh, this an, is intervention. It's an intervention for me. Um, yeah, we do a lot of breweries. Uh, the, the reason why we started this and my passion was because I felt like um, the current media structures were really highlighting the negative. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, was, it was really, and it was starting to become troubling because we sit around here and we're always talking about how we're not who we want to be. And I just thought that it got to the point to where someone needed to start taking some accountability mm -hmm. and to change that perspective, you know? And mm -hmm. so that I kind of, maybe that's a little romantic and utopian and sometimes it feels overwhelming mm -hmm. um, and stressful, but it's really been awesome so far because the, the and, it, and the, I guess 
the public has like reinforced that, mm-hmm. right? They want to hear it. They want to yeah, hear it, and absolutely. they've been so welcoming. I can't tell you how many businesses are just like, here's the keys. Just yeah. do whatever you want. Anytime you want us involved, let us know. And so mm-hmm. it shows that it's working a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, and just highlighting what's cool. Right. And not in like a lame way of like, you know, like you pay me to tell you people what's cool, but like, right. as and just like, let's go in and find stories and highlight the people that are doing cool stuff. And, and exactly when it's time, you don't even have to work that hard. It just happens. Right. And when we talked yeah. in that meeting, I, I've, I've quoted that like three times. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm re, um, I guess I'm referencing a meeting we had on Facebook Live, so the people listening to this aren't going to hear it. But um, it's that it's the meeting we had about a month ago, and you said something that was like really to me prophetic, and especially at the time I needed it was if it feels easy, you're on the right path, and it mm-hmm. feels hard, you got to change directions. Exactly. And so that was huge. And um, I know from like, a, and I, when I say the inspirational thing, I, I really mean it because you were, I mean, being a female, being an indi- like an entrepreneur. Um, and having a family, balancing that, and it's not like you have like one kid. You know how many do you have? Uh, five. Five. I was and gonna a say, grandson. And a grandson. And through that, though, it's like you didn't start that process while already being accomplished. Right. You went through the trials and tribulations of schooling mm-hmm. during that time period, sure. growing up, moving, changing yeah. professions, you know, and, and taking a flyer on yourself. So it was really. For me, it's amazing. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I, and that didn't seem like much at the time, but looking back, I kind of sometimes wonder how it all worked out, but it did. And, um, and actually, when I said I moved here to Indiana in 97, I had come for an internship at, um, well, it's now regional, but at the time was South Lake Center for Mental Health, if you've been around for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I had spent a year there, and we had planned to move back to Illinois, where we originally were from, but loved the area, decided to stay, and we actually... Um, where uh, at 98, in August of 98, I graduated with my doctorate degree and I was pregnant with our fourth um, child. Unbelievable. And so, uh, so she's a true Hoosier, born here in Indiana. We won't allow her to leave. No, and yeah, I don't think, you know, she's down at IU now, so she's sold, you know, the whole <laughs> thing. She's got, she's got it all. So, um, and then we had stayed here in, um, you know, through 98, and then in, uh, started, did some work around, did some um, with four kids. It's hard to do a full-time job, and so actually worked at um, South Lake Center for Mental Health and their substance abuse program. So, you know, Indiana captured us, so we, we stayed here, and then um, in t- about 2004, I was working for a private practice um, doing behavioral consulting with individuals with disabilities, and I had some ideas of work I wanted to do with children with autism specifically and um, you know kind of presented that to the psychologist I worked with and she had said well you know those are great ideas and maybe go ahead and do those on you know why don't you, why don't you do those and so I said oh, okay I'll, I'll do them and so I had um, aspirations of doing like a small private practice in 2005 I started um, our, and then our, we had a fifth in that time so and she was um, three, just about three, and so I always figure, well, I'll work part-time, you know, a small private practice, and this is the idea of, like, things, when it's time for something to happen, it just, it, within, you know, that idea of a small-time private practice went out the window within the first, probably, six months, and um, that the demand for the treatment we had, we are very scientifically based in applied behavioral analysis, and um, you know, we and our goal is always just quality services. We are going to do the best services, take care of people, make a difference in their lives. And as you said, it's it really is in many ways God's work. I mean, it feels sometimes a privilege to be a part of the changes we see. 
and the children, the adults we work with, the changes that we can be a part of is sure. is unbelievable, amazing to be in that role. Well, I, have, I definitely you can relate because we have, I mean, one of my nieces, she's autistic, and I'm not exactly sure on the scale she is, but it's definitely a clear issue, mm -hmm. you know, and um, without the right kind of education and schooling and just kind of training, treatment, mm -hmm. treatment you know, it's a really important thing. And parents aren't necessarily prepared to do what they need, you know, all that is required. It's hard to be a parent of a child that doesn't have special needs and then you have a child that does and, you know, and it's, and it's hard to know, like, you can talk to other parents, like, my child won't go to sleep or they tantrum all the time and, you know, they say, well, you're spoiling them or, you know, right. you're doing this wrong or that wrong and they don't know because that's what parents say, but when you have a child who has some special needs, it's very hard and it can be isolating for those parents. Oh, so. Yeah, and it's it, it can see the, the moments of frustration because mm -hmm. you just want them to kind of understand and they just yep. don't. And so like it's it's a real, there's got to be a level of patience involved that yep. is just through the roof, you know. And so you've got to be passionate about it, which you clearly oh, are. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we find and we have, um, even meeting your gentleman here and his wife was an intern at Innovations, is you know, we have people coming in and out and I'm very proud of that. I love introducing people to behavioral analysis and into this field. And we tell people you're going to love it or not so much and so um, we have really captured some people who never thought they'd work here but once you start meeting um, the children the adults and I have a couple of individuals we'll be meeting today that will be part of our yeah. um, podcast you you can't help but want to be a part of this community and and even with the disability awareness and the the really the lever that pushed me to agree to come today is that we can help the community see that people you know to be more understanding of people with disabilities. Um, right. A lot of our focus when we first started Innovations was on the children. Um, we did have some adults, but as I've grown and developed, we're really focusing more on those young adults um, that are capable of working, who are looking for work, um, that graduate from high school and don't know what to do once they're out of high school. When I started... It sounds um, like half our staff. <laughs> we, we might have some help for you guys. Yeah, there you go. Josh, you just got help for you. <laughs> when I started in 2005, rates of autism were 1 in 110. Um, recent statistics show, say rates of autism 1 in 67. Wow. That's a pretty dramatic increase. And so that has affected our children now, but those children who've been growing up over the last 10 years, if you know they're diagnosed at five or six, you know now they're you know they're 16, 17, low 20s, and so this we're having sort of this wave moving forward as of you know of more individuals um, who need the assistance to um, be able to be a, a contributing part of the community. Wow. And, and it would be great here that um, unemployment rates for our adults with um, disabilities is about 80%. Um, Wow, and that's one of the reasons we started talking mm -hmm. was because we're trying. I mean, one of your missions is to get um, some of your. I don't, is they called students? Uh, yep, students or clients. We, clients, we refer to okay, them. Clients. individuals. Yeah, whatever you want. Yes. Yeah. So we're trying. I mean, essentially, that we can show that they can work. Absolutely. They can get a paycheck. You know, and you were telling me about a story about one guy who was working at Lowe's, right? Yeah. And that's a great story. We're going to try to do a video of that eventually. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Yes. Lowe's has been a fantastic partner through all of this and has really welcomed and they came out and did a couple, um, that, well, they came out and did a Lowe's Hero, uh, some, did some work on um, innovations, and then they met our adults and uh, really wanted to employ somebody and offered. And so um, John Trey is employed now at um, Lowe's and awesome. is 
has been uh, really contributing to their culture. That's one of the things is um, having an individual that might have some special needs really brings a culture together to, sure. um, and that's supportive. And, and they too are very neat people to, um, they bring a lot of their own personality and very loyal. Your turnover is very low for um, the statistics show for adults with disabilities. Awesome. So. Well, you know, I already said that I'd be more than willing to, you know, have some of your clients. Well, we will hold you to Okay. That. <laughs> and I know of other people that will too. I mean, for yep. sure. Um, and so I, it's just really just getting the word out, right? Absolutely. I wanted to rewind a little bit because you said something that kind of really stuck out to me was the, um, the I guess, the acceleration in autism that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. And so is there anything, I mean, I'm sure it's like, it, you know, when it's anything with medicine, it seems to be a little speculative, but is there anything that they're kind of attributing that acceleration to? That, I thought you were going to ask any hard questions. I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should have I'm sorry. It's... <laughs> Um, I know that's a loaded question, and I'm sure it's politically charged. So Yeah, there's, I mean, there are so many, and you talk with parents of children with autism, and, and if you know what it's like to have a child who has, you know, if they're sick with a fever, all you want to do is, you know, provide some sort of treatment that's going to lower that fever, any discomfort, you want to correct that. And you, you want your, your child to be as um, successful as they can and meet their individual potentials. And so, you know, parents search and search, and there's, I, you know, and it's kind of hard to see. Sometimes I think parents are searching so hard. There's a lot of um, people out there just to kind of get their money or, you know, do this. You know, they claim some treatment is the best or it's going to cure autism. And, um, and I haven't seen anything that cures autism. But one of the things is, is the ABA, the treatment that we provide, we have a, um, and this is the research shows that the, the best intervention is using ABA treatment hmm. and um, you know and that's applied behavioral analysis we have a clinic and we started doing an an intensive ABA program in 2008 well before it became kind of a thing um, over the last three years maybe five years a lot more ABA clinics are cropping up which is good because there's more um, treatment centers to meet the the needs of the children and um, you know, and those are programs that are you know forty hours a week. An intensive program. You have a three, four year old um, in you know where they should be like you know kicking back, watching cartoons for part of the day and chilling. They're in an intensive treatment program to teach them how to talk and how to interact and yep. how to respond and to attend. And um, you know, so you know, not knowing exactly what that cause is, and because I don't, there's lots of research being done. We know it's a neurological disorder. Um, that affects sensory processing, that affects communication skills, that affects attending skills, um, social skills, understanding and relating on an effective basis socially. Sure, I mean, everything yeah, you're saying things. is just rewinding in my, in my mind for my niece. Absolutely. It's like she's just, um, she, she talked later than most kids, yep. um, so she had a hard time communicating. Um, she thinks she's on her third school now. Because yeah. it's just, it's hard. Behaviors. The behaviors, mm -hmm. she just can't sit, mm -hmm. she just can't sit still. She's yeah. like, um, she, at a certain time, like there's a, there's, a, there's a stop clock in her head. As soon as it hits that time, it's, it's over. It's yeah. tantrum city. Um, yeah. So there's all that. But the one thing I've noticed with her in particular is that she, she is, um, she's, she attracts to like one thing. Mm -hmm. And she really does it, and it becomes so natural. Like she loves running around with a camera mm -hmm. and taking pictures. <laughs> and then she loves like performing. Uh-huh. And is that like, is that normal? Is that something that like goes through that? And we'll talk a little bit about Brandon in a little bit when Brandon, Brandon loves performing. Really? And, um, 
and he can maybe talk a little bit about some of the things in his interest and and um, how that you know through high school and things they really he was in the theater and um, still continues to perform. But it's you know be, and that's something that whatever that interest is and one of the things is is um, with individuals that are diagnosed often it's a high interest is not uncommon to see a very strong focus in one kind of area like that. So, and, oh, but really, so that and, is common. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And so, and, and you know, in that other cases, it's not like, it, there's no homogeneous anything about children and adults with autism. It's a very heterogeneous group. But there are some commonalities, and that's one. You will see some of that. Wow. So. And, and so you started Innovations in Learning. When did you start it? In 2005. And it really focuses on... I mean, on 2000... Uh, yes, 2005. 2005. Yeah, yeah. It's a great year. The White Sox won the World Series. That's <laughs> easy to remember for me. Um, there you go. So you, uh, you started in 2005, and um, so just to kind of give people a, a backdrop, like it started out as like what? How many employees? Um, it was myself and two other ladies. Okay. And then you said within like six months it got really clear that that's going to explode. Yeah, absolutely. And so within um, within three years we had maybe 15, you know, so we had died by five employees working for us. In five years, in 2010, we had about 20-something, maybe 25-ish employees. And we purchased the old Davenport University building in Maryville. I've seen that. And that's and so in 2010 that's when we opened up our we, our goal was to open up our adult day program. So that was in January, so it's just like um what, eight years, right? Because I can do my math. <laughs> that's what other people are for, math. <laughs> and so um, and then so we purchased about eight years ago and then uh, this summer we'll celebrate our eight years of the the adult day program. Cool. And um, so we had had a lot of success um, in um, provide behavioral services and doing the ABA treatment we really want to extend that to the adult population more specifically is offering a day program um, where adults can go every day and have a meaningful day that they're you know they're not just you know stuck in a room turning you know, the TV on and hoping to forget about exactly, it right? yeah, exactly yeah. so our I mean I think our day program we we always have room for growth every program does but I think we do a better job than most programs I've seen and awesome. um, uh, but then, of course, <laughs> I try to gloat a little bit, right? <laughs> and I and, and I can compliment the people that are working there because they do a really good job. Well, that's one thing that really stood out. Is the first thing is I had a meeting with you. I want to say it was like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. And it was with Wendy Burbridge, and we walked in there, and uh, it was just like it was like being in a class. It was like yeah. being in, a, in like a high school. It was like there was there was, you know. Um, Time there's times that people people were going in and out. It was yeah. classroom oriented, mm -hmm. um, and so that was awesome. And like to kind of show where it's at now, it's like um, every single person that I've ever met that has worked for you loves you. Oh, well, that's nice. Does that make sense? <laughs> you don't hear that all the time. It's usually it's like it's just kind of like glossed over. Like yeah, it just ended. But like no, it's like it's like everyone's like oh no, it's awesome. Like Matt, uh, the social media uh, strategist, he was like oh no, my my uh, wife. She worked for her, loved her, and then you know Lindsay, my old roommate, uh -huh. and Shemaya. Shemaya yeah. works for her. It's like yeah. everywhere I talk, you know. Yeah, we we talk about that a little too. <laughs> we should have had him here. Right. He could have been the he could have been the halftime show. 
<laughs> it's so funny. Um, but yeah, no, and so it's like it's growing out of control. And I think you have two locations, right? Because I we see the actually, one. Yeah, we have um, the Maryville location that's at the old Davenport building that's, that's by Abuelos. Um, and some would say street, Hooters. And, and down the street from Hooters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like to reference, you know, as eating establishments. <laughs> and then our first original location is on the corner of Randolph Street and Route 30. And it has a big innovations and learning sign at the top of the building. I like to say it looks like we own the whole building, but it we don't. It does look like that. It does look <laughs> like that. We don't, but we don't mind that it looks like that. Strategic. <laughs> exactly. And then we just opened up a new clinic in Michigan City. Awesome. Um, and then at our, um, our Maryville location, we also lease property just north of us. Um, for a small clinic there that we have children over there. So we're a little bit spread out. And um, we do have, we also have been very fortunate to purchase some vacant land that's just south of us. Um, so we have about four and a half acres, and then we purchase about two acres, another two acres. And so, um, <laughs> getting my cue. I know, I know. Where's mine at? Where's mine at, guys? Thanks, <laughs> Dan. Thumbs up. So, um, so we're hoping to expand a little bit more. We have some building plans in the future, um, making a nice little campus there uh, with some of our, our plans for our adults and for our children program. So, awesome. yeah, so it's cool. It is cool. And I'm sure I'm overwhelming at times for you. Yeah. Yesterday I talked to you and it sounded like you were in meetings every second of the day. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I have four minutes. You've got to brush it in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's how my door sometimes is a revolving door. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. Like, knock, 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 knock. <laughs> Which is good. It is. It is. It is. It is. I, I, people ask me all the time, like, how is it going? It's like, well, it's fun and it's exciting <laughs> yeah. and it's overwhelming and I want to, you know, <laughs> I want to throw stuff at times. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's a brevity of emotions. It really is. Um, so, do we want to meet some of the clients? I think that, that would be excellent. I think Keith. Who wants to come first? Yep. Keith will. Keith. Keeps in. Come on, yeah. Keith. Come on in here. Now we were talking before the air, and uh, Keith's a big video gamer. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at him right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Keith, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? I grew up in Hammond, Indiana. Nice. I grew up in uh, Hessville until oh. until eighth grade. Oh wow. Yeah. So I'm in Hammond, I I guess too. So, uh, so what's uh, how do you like the innovations, learning stuff, and like what? Uh, I mean, Bridget, feel free to ask questions here too, because I'm, I'm definitely a rookie in this field. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been there for four years. Mm -hmm. At when I first started here, everyone thought of me like like a family. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. they, all, they all taught me a lot of stuff. Piece, some could be a piece of cake. Some could be a little bit tougher. Uh huh. Sometimes it's a piece like easy piece of cake. Stuff like that. Yeah, I think they're easy. Oh yeah. Sometimes harder. Yeah. So, yeah. so if this is the right question, I'm not even sure. Is like, so what kind of disability do you, do you have? Well, I'm I'm artistic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, what kind of what is your day like to kind of like uh, keep your day moving in the, like progressively? I guess if that makes any sense. Well, normally what I did concentrating on times that I'm here, I was I was writing on my journal. Mm -hmm. Even work with technologies. Really. And technology is something you're very interested in, right? You are correct. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. I know you're a big video gamer. That's correct. And so, uh -huh. uh, what kind of video games? I know we talked a little bit before the year, but so everybody knows. I love Nintendo. I love Naruto. And mostly WWE. Oh, okay. So you watch that a lot, too. 
all my life. <laughs> yeah. I heard Jake the Snake Roberts is coming to Hobart. You should oh. get on that. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, I yeah. guess he's doing Maybe ask Alan if he can get you some tickets. There you go. Oh, wow. I can maybe make a phone call for that. <laughs> I can get him his autograph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he, I think he might have retired the snake by now, though. I don't know. Well, probably he's in the Hall of Fame right now. Yeah, he is. Just, just, just inducted, is that right? Yeah, he's inducted for quite some time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so you do a lot of writing, it sounds like, and I love to write. That's right. One of my favorite things. I find it kind of cathartic, and I enjoy just kind of like using it as uh, uh, a way to kind of just um, lock myself in my mind and just try to like express myself. It, oh. What do you get out of it? <laughs> <laughs> well, normally what I get out was just, you know, get out of realities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so you, so your hobbies are watching WWE, writing, and playing video games. Even cooking. Mm -hmm. Cooking. What do you cook? I love to make some cakes. <laughs> yeah, what kind of cake? <laughs> you know, like like a birthday cake. Mm -hmm. Man, you and my wife would get along great. Cause I, that's the one thing I can't do is cook. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, macaroni and cheese is my, my, my uh, yeah. I love macaroni yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay, right? So you can get by with that. Yeah. And then uh, you want to talk a little bit about where you went on Monday? Well, not very long ago, I interviewed at GameStop. Really? Which one? Right by where Joe's Crab Shack used to be. Oh, okay. So the reason I I applied for GameStop because. I wanted to organize materials. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's awesome because they need it there. Those materials are everywhere. That's so right. They, they need that help. And this has been one of Keith's dream to be able to go to GameStop. Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been dreaming that since my school days. And as I know, I've been dreaming it since. Uh-huh. Awesome. Uh-huh. So we're hoping that we can make this dream come true for Keith. It's one of the programs we've been trying to, you know, find what are, where adults are interested in working. <laughs> and locating and talking to local business owners that's one of the things hopefully as people listen to the podcast who may as yeah. you said you you know you, as you get more established you'd be interested in sure you know, and this is a position that would just be volunteer um but then hoping it would grow into maybe an employment as a you know but it's a low risk for the employer um and we provide the support to um transportation and um any sort of training issues that might be needed to help, you know, be able to maintain that employment, right? And keep yeah. it really, yeah. yeah. What other kind of technology do you, uh, do you like? Well, even I'm good at with computers. Really? We need all the computer help we can get over here. Of course. Yeah. What um, kind of things do you do with computers? Look on the internet. You can go on the internet and search? That's right. Okay. Nice. You ever take any pictures or anything? No, I, I took pictures of stuff. Yeah, That's do you have a camera? Normally I use the ones on my phone. That's what we use. That's what we use, yeah. Particularly. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Do you like to take pictures of anything in particular? If, if this is very important. Let's say about our wants and needs. Because whatever picture I take, I can normally send it to my parents. Judging on what, judging on what I want or what I need. Yeah. You'll take pictures of it and say, I want this? Or even something that's very urgent. Okay. Sometimes. Okay. Okay, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we were driving over here, you were talking a little bit about your interest also in game uh, talk shows. 
Oh, so is this yeah. interest you? Yeah, he was, he was kind of interested in talk shows. So how do you think Alan's doing here? <laughs> well, well, well. Uh-oh. <laughs> here we go. So are you going to make your very own morning show? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, right now it's about, uh, I we kid all the time that no one's listening. But uh, I think this one's going to be one of our most listened to, so maybe we'll use this one as a jumping point to a, to a morning show. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> are, there more, are there morning shows you like to watch? Particularly Kelly. Yeah? Kelly, nice. I like to watch her, too. Yeah. Oh, right. But she's now with uh, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So is there anything about this that you find pretty cool that you're that you're noticing? Oh wow. Do you like the cameras and uh the, the, the microphones and stuff? Uh wow, this is amazing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How about you notice the microphone here? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Have you seen something like that? <laughs> um not like that, no I don't. Yeah, it's kinda different, huh? Yeah, we've got yeah. so like we talked about using phones for your pictures. We've got phones all around here that are actually recording this right now. Wow. Yeah, and then we've got the computer and everything going, so it's like, yeah. for technology, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what this is right here? Oh. Right here? What's this? Is that like a calendar? <laughs> close, close. It's a you know, vinyl record. <laughs> a record. Yeah. Do you know what records are? Oh, like the old school one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. the giant size record and then that needlepoint. Right. Yeah. Right. So back over there in that corner, there's a uh, there's a record player. Oh. Yeah. So we play records around here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's you, old school. What huh? do you listen to music on? Do you have any favorite music? Well, particularly I play it on my iPod mostly. Oh yeah. Twenty four seven. What kind of music do you like? I play a lot of rap. Some, All right. Some hip hop. Even theme songs. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I'm a big hip hop fan. Ditto. Nice. I like uh, like a tribe called Quest. Do you, do you like them? I haven't played them. Oh, you got to get on that, Keith. That's that's fantastic well, stuff. I'm, well, pretty much for me, I'm into Taylor Swift. Okay, Taylor Swift. Sure. I like Taylor Swift. I like the new song that gets in my head all the time. Uh, what's uh, Look What You Made Me Do? Is that oh. what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Or have you ever heard of Are You Ready For It? Maybe. I don't think so. How's that go? In the middle of the night, in my dreams. Mm -hmm. I do. I have heard that song. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. <laughs> that song. That's yeah. good. And so you, good. you listen to music a lot? 24-7, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So do you usually listen to it when you play video games and stuff? I do that sometimes. Yeah. But I play video games and I start listening to music, everyone gets annoyed. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, we can. I, I can relate to your. Uh, so, do you like? You said you like to organize things, right? That's right. Um, one of the things I love to do is organize myself. So, like, I like alphabetical order. Is that what you're into? That's correct. So, these books at one time were alphabetized, but then when we moved, I wasn't able to, and I haven't been able to. Like, once in a while, I get mom like uh, motivated to just alphabetize them all. Like, maybe maybe that'd be a fun activity for us to do one day. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's a lot of books for you, yeah. Look at all know. those baseballs. Yeah. Are you a sports fan? I grew Well, basketball. Basketball? Football. So who's your favorite teams? I love the Bears through the Panthers. Nice. And the Bulls. Nice. <laughs> the Bulls are a little tough to like right now. They're not very good. Yeah, as of, according to their history now, they don't have that many people. No, no. Not ever since from Michael Jordan through Scottie Pippen. Even Dennis Rodman. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the heyday. 
Yeah, and they fall, and the bulls are been <laughs> Part of this the live podcast, unfortunately. <laughs> so somebody's here. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to say in the bulls' history today, they haven't been the same since. No, they haven't. They haven't. It's been really frustrating to watch as a fan, for sure. Is there anything that you wanted to kind of talk to? Like, cause you got if, you, if, there's, if there's people listening, is there anything that you wanted to kind of say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All the power is in your hands right now. <laughs> wow. This is this is so much fun. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? Wow. Not much. So if you're from GameStop, and I hope you're listening. Yeah. Uh, get this man a gig. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 For the ones. For the people who who are working for GameStop, here's the clear message. I hope that my that my that my dream will become a reality. There you go. Thank you. That's nicely stated, Keith. Very Thank you. good. So we'll definitely have to be, anything I can do to help that happen. I'll, yeah. We'll have to figure out who managers at GameStop are, and we'll have to tag them in this podcast. Absolutely. Well, that was great. Yeah. Of course. So we're and, coming for you, GameStop. Get ready. Yes. Yeah. So we're keeping <laughs> our fingers crossed for that. Brace yourselves. That's awesome. good. So should we let Brandon come in and talk a little bit? Of course. All right. Well, well thank thanks, you Keith. so much, Nice Keith. talking to you, man. Appreciate nice. it. Pleasure. Yeah, man. Thanks for talking. Thank you. Yeah, that was fun. It's all yours, buddy. Isn't he great? Yeah, he's great. We yeah. got to get GameStop out. How about board. it? Awesome. I know. So and if I would say it's just volunteer, you know, just two hours a day, even like two days a week would be, would, would like Keith said, it would fulfill his dream, make it a reality. Simple dream, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the more yeah. that we can do to help that, that's what it's all about. And, and that could be, that could make his week, you know, that he gets to be able to go there. Yeah, even just a couple of times a week. Sure. So. So, Brandon, what's going on? Oh, things are doing all right. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you want to kind of give a little bit of intro? Yeah. Well, okay. Name is Brandon Bianco. Uh, I'm not just a client at Innovations. I'm also an employee. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. And so, when did you start working there? Oh, I just started working last year in the summer. And Brandon started at first as an intern, right? Mm-hmm. And what were your hours when you were an intern? Well, I think it was from like 2.30 to 11. Just a couple hours, you're yeah. coming in just no, a couple... No, uh, 8.30 to 11. Right, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Just coming in a, a few hours, and it was yeah. one of our first internships we had done for volunteer position. We call them internships for our adults awesome. as, they're, as they're heading out to those. And um, and then what? how did that go when you first started as an intern? It went well. Uh-huh. I was able to get some work done and uh, get along with everyone, and it was, it was pretty good. Do you like it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and then it wasn't too long. I don't think you were an intern very long. We realized it wasn't too long. We started, our office staff started saying, well, you know, well, we, we need Brandon to do this, and we want Brandon to do that. And so as we started to make to-dos lists for Brandon, we realized, well, we better start, um, you know, we better hire him. and Because uh, he became that really valuable around the yeah. office, right? Yeah, and I just became popular. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hear that there's one special skill that you have daily, and that's telling a, a joke over the intercom and doing the announcements. Oh, yes. So what, what was today's joke? Oh, what happens when a dog uh, finishes obedience school? They get their masters. <laughs> yes. That is awesome. <laughs> so you clearly are a performer. That wasn't a joke. Yeah. yeah. And and he literally is a performer. You want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, yes. Uh, 
I'm going. I go to uh, improv classes in uh, Second City in Chicago. Really? How do you like it? It's really fun. It's nice. Uh, Second City. It's a nice place. It's where a lot of funny, talented people started out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the list is crazy, right? Mm -hmm. It's like Bill Murray and Chris Farley and all these yep. big names. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Mm -hmm. Nope. The guy who voices Homer went there. Dan Castellaneta. Oh, did he? Yes. And I hear that's something that you're interested in is voiceover. Oh, yes. I've yeah. always wanted to be a voice actor nowadays. Yeah. It's so nice, you know. Okay. It's just real fun doing all that. You get to show your uh, amazing vocal range and, you know, do crazy voices and sometimes even impressions as well. Do you have any impressions that you like? Oh, I could do Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. It's great to be on this little podcast today. Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. That's what he does when he introduces Yeah, he does. <laughs> I you, saw the hands going and everything. You need some uh, introductions here. We right? do. Yeah. We yeah. do. We got to figure out a way to get your uh, voiceovers and, and like uh, your your impressions I mean, yeah. on here. At least for the intro. That'd be great. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. <laughs> Yeah. So if if you ever listen to this again, you got to give us a little bit of a, a idea of what, how we can open it. Would be kind of more more fun than the way that we do it now. Right. Yeah. It would be. Mm -hmm. It would be interesting. I like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And so, do you love do you love cartoons then? Oh yes. Yeah. What's your favorite cartoons? Oh, there's so many to list. You know, I've grown up a lot of with a lot of stuff like. Uh, there's. Well, and not just cartoons. I also love the Muppets, as you can tell by that. <laughs> that great Kermit. It was a great you know? Kermit. Thanks. Yeah. I also like uh, classic stuff like Mickey Mouse and uh, Looney Tunes, SpongeBob. Uh, what else? Uh, <clears throat> things by Warner Brothers or Nick Nicktoons, Cartoon Network. Yeah, the list goes on. Plus a little bit of like The Simpsons and Family Guy, South Park. Sure, those are awesome. I went down that Family Guy wormhole about a year ago. Yeah. I loved it. Watched every episode. Yeah. It's funny that you Adult said that. Adult cartoons, right? What's that? Adult cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one is. Um, the uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I have I've actually been working on like a um, a cartoon. Uh, there's a couple of animators really? locally that have been doing one, and we're going to do one that's educational based. So maybe there's a part in it for you. What is that? What is that that you're doing? So the idea was spawned by um, educational for like elementary kids for the most part, um, and it was going to be. I think the last time we, we we explored that idea, it was going to be historical for this area. So it's going to be very local driven, okay. and it's going to be uh, kind of telling a little bit of the history um, to to like uh, probably uh, K through fifth grade I would probably say uh -huh. and so uh, we were we met with a couple animators who were interested in it and we were going to develop a pilot and just kind of see how awesome. it goes yeah well if you have any uh, you know places for voices there you, you know, go yes. you're the man yeah well uh -huh. we do a lot of audio here so um, for the voices and stuff I mean we could really use that that would be great and we would just have to come up with some kind of idea do you ever write or anything well uh, maybe a little sometimes a little idea pops up once in a while mm -hmm. something funny Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because we, we, uh, we're always looking for creative people. Because we, we do a lot of video, too, and audio, and so anytime we can get you know a chance, maybe maybe you could be our first one. Maybe you could be our first employee from Innovations. Oh, we'll have to fun. steal you, though. Oh, no, wait, we'll wait. He's already, he's already hired. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can have two jobs. There yeah, you, you could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, works, he works Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so you can have him Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah, that'll you, work out right? perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, is there any other impressions that you can do? Oh, well, there's a pretty interesting list. Uh, 
I can also do Goofy. Okay. Nice. Gosh, this sure is a nice little place you got here. What else? Uh, I, and it's not just cartoon characters. I can even do, like, celebrities. Like, here's a... Uh, you know Star Trek, right? Yes. James T. Kirk, William Shatner. I do this. Count this off. The Enterprise has entered a new weird environment. Mr. Spock, turn on the hyperdrive. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to do Shatner. You always got to have like long pauses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. So how'd you learn how to do that? I've seen like a lot of shows impersonate him. And, you know, I've also got to see what he's like in real life. Oh, you've met him? No, no, no. I, not physically. I mean, like, oh, okay. in the show, like, when I see him in movies or TV shows, guest appearances. Well, your, okay. your impression had a lot of, like, the, like the, the facial features, too, that he does and stuff. Yeah, too. So like, a, he moves a, around all crazy. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. Bridget, do you do any impressions? Oh, goodness, no. no. <laughs> it's oh, your no. turn. Yeah. No, I have no talents like that at all. I'm impressed by this. Yeah. I can't even, like, do, like, accents, you know. Yeah, me neither. They all sound the same. They're all <laughs> British or something like that. <laughs> oh, and I'm Family Guy. I can also do Stewie. Nice. That's a good one. <laughs> Stewie is fun to voice. Go for it. <clears throat> Blast that fire woman. She's violated my plans for the last time. <laughs> he's what makes the show fun. <laughs> he's the, he's, is, he the, is he the baby? He's the baby. Yeah. 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 What, a, what a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> so what part of the what part of the area are you from? Oh, I'm from uh, Crown Point. Nice. So you're in your hometown right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Still still live here? Oh, yes. Uh, I, I started out, I used to live in the same country that Keith lived in, Hammond. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and this, I started out going to Orchard Drive Elementary. Nice. That was right around the corner from where I grew up. Cool. Yeah, I went to Calumet. But it Calumet. was, uh, yeah, I, I, lived, I grew up in Idaho, so that whole, like, little area was uh, a place I definitely, I've been to Orchard Drive many times when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, anyway, you know, things were doing all right in Archer Drive, but, you know, got a, got a younger brother, and we decided we needed to live someplace bigger, so we moved to Crown Point in a bigger house. It's nice down there. I like living in Crown Point. It's a nice little town. Yeah. Nice environment, and, uh, and uh, I had to go to a... I still went to Orchard Drive for a little bit, but once I finally got out of elementary, I went to a uh, Piper. Pfeiffer uh, Elementary because the fifth grade class I had to go there was going there for a little bit before this new middle school was being built uh, and that would be Clark Middle School and that's also where my brother goes now. Awesome, awesome. Clark Middle School, it was a nice little school there too and as soon as I got older I went to Lake Central, Lake oh, Central really? which is in St. John. So you're a Lake Central grad? Yep. Like Central, I think my high school years are my favorite years because yeah. that's where I made the most friends and I had the, the best part is they had a theater class and, you know, mm -hmm. I love being in theater. I got to be in plays and musicals. What type of plays did you guys do? Musicals and comedies. Anyone in particular that you really enjoyed doing? Oh, I don't know. Well, I've also been one in uh, Pfeiffer. It was a uh, schoolhouse rock musical. It was a great one. I got to be the Bill from I'm Just a Bill. Nice, <laughs> nice. That's cool. Yeah. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. That's who I played. <laughs> <laughs> and in high school, we also got to do a funny little thing. And uh, 
It was called Forbidden Broadway. We get to do parodies of Broadway musicals. Oh, nice. We, well, such as, like, Cats and Les Miserables and uh, anything by Sondheim. And it's also a fun show. It's uh, I got to do a little parody of Mandy Patinkin singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you've been featured in a lot of these plays. Yes, it was great. Awesome. And uh, another thing, another thing that really makes me into uh, being in the plays and theater is I like sketch comedy shows. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. So like Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live and uh, Mad TV. Mm-hmm. And, uh, those are fun. SCTV is also a good one. And of course, the top it all off, Monty Python. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> I wish to register a complaint. This parrot I've purchased is dead. That's a classic one. John Cleese. He's the best Monty Python cast John Cleese. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yep. So, uh, when it comes to, like, you said your best years were in high school, you got to figure out a way to a second city coming on. That's got to be a lot of friends you're building there. Oh, yeah, I'm making some friends there. They're all funny and talented. How many times did you do that? Oh, well, I got to do my own thing. I got to show some impressions, and uh, I usually go there on Friday each week. It's like, uh, it's not too far a drive. I just go a little five hours there. Nice. It's not too far from Chicago. Well, it may be a little, but, you know, I bring a little portable DVD player and, you know, it makes the trip less dull. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Well, you, you can start writing for us anytime. Let oh, us know. Right. If you have any ideas when it comes to sketch comedy or anything, yeah. we'd love that. I can, I can definitely help you make friends. I mean, it's yeah, the excellent. world we live in, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's excellent. Is there anything else you want to talk about or you'd like people to know? Well... I think maybe there's also one more thing I'd like to say. Uh, another thing is, you know, I just think it's really nice to be here. It's just, I've always, this is the first time I've ever felt interviewed. Yes. This is amazing, you know. <laughs> and, so you're, you appreciate Alan giving this opportunity yeah, to have you come in? I'd like and, to thank you a lot. Well, my pleasure, man. It's uh, it's humbling. I I'll tell you that's uh, you you're doing a lot better job than I've I've done in uh, four months of doing this. <laughs> Unfortunately, you might have to take my role. Oh, well, I don't want to get anyone out of work. <laughs> but I think you're doing a good job as well. Well, thank you. Plus, this is a uh, nice little room you got here. Isn't oh, this cool? awesome! I try oh, to make it like sensory overload. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I love this paint. I, is that one that was done on your face? Was that done live on your? Yeah. So yeah. it was one of the first things we did when I started. Is I got because I, I love art. Art's yeah. one of my favorite things as much as anything else. And um, there's a graffiti artist out of East Chicago uh, named Gabe Barajas who did that for us. We, as a promo to kind of like launch the company publicly, we uh, we bought that board uh-huh. and we set it up at the Crown Point Courthouse. And then he came in and did it for live for an entire Saturday. I saw that. As a public it was, exhibition. It was cool. I saw just a video of it. Oh, I didn't see yeah. the actual live. But it's cool. It's amazing what he can do. Yeah, and like to see it live, I think, is different than that video. Because that video is black and white, you know, yeah. for the most part. And it has the color but juxtaposition. But, yeah, it's a, it's a great piece. Yeah, that's cool. It's one I'll always have, even if this fails. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Brandon, you and I might be looking for work together eventually. Yeah. Oh, and uh, 
I guess uh, that's mostly it. And here's one more thing I wanted to say. Sure. I, would, I just wanted to uh, sum up everything in this one more impression. Okay. You might recognize the voice. <clears throat> mm, nice podcast this was. <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for coming in, Brandon. I really appreciate it. We'll take a picture. And uh, you can see Brandon. You can see Keith. You can see Bridget. You can see the whole crew up on the Facebook Live, too, which is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Harrison, is there anything you wanted to add? Um, I don't know how much time we have left. We have about uh, five, ten minutes, depending. Um, I think that when I appreciate Keith and um, Brandon both coming in and uh, talking a little bit. I hope that as people are listening, they maybe get a little bit of awareness of uh, some of the interests our adults have. That uh, we have, right now, we have um, maybe about 15 individuals enrolled in our program that are, you know, in the same sort of group that Brandon and Keith are. That, and there's not, and that's just in our program. There's multiple other individuals um, in our area that are adults. As Brandon said, high school seems to be kind of that nice connection for a lot of our adults with um, disabilities as they connect up with um, in social groups. They have activities. They have some um, a lot of the acti- the engagement that they tend to lose as they um, leave school. That you're shaking your head, Brandon, like that happens, right? When they turn 22, our, most of our adults that have um, intellectual disabilities or autism can stay in the school up through age 22. They graduate at that time, and they kind of find that there's a loss of, of networking, a, a loss of community. Well, it makes um, sense. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you, when you put it in that perspective, a lot of people deal with that. I mean, Absolutely. It's like all the way up until you're a senior in high school, you have this like strict schedule, and then all of a sudden it goes away, and people yeah. don't know how to, uh, how to do it anymore. And if you don't go off to college, you know, we have, we have a small population of adults that might be able to go into, and there's some schools that offer some, like IEP support, universities that offer, Ball State has some, um, there may be some other universities now, I'm not as familiar with those programs that might offer some support, but they're not, you know, not of our, all of our adults who graduate from high school are capable of living that independently right off. They might need some additional support. And so then they're kind of, they're lost. And so one of the things Innovations would like to do is that's one program we're really working on building and, um, and letting people know that that's something that we would be except, you know, is there, they're interested in coming in for some vocational training, looking at doing our internship program that we talked about that's, you know, any community businesses that would be, um, that might have, as you said, well, I could probably use an intern, and, Heck you know, yeah. there might be another business out there that says, hey, you know, I might be able to, you know, hire somebody or just have a volunteer come in that one of our um, missions now is to expand that to those local communities and um, you know where that I mentioned the statistics unemployment rate at 80 percent for um, adults nationwide it would be cool if here in Northwest Indiana maybe we have you know our we can we can push our needle that we have maybe 70 percent yeah. you know I mean it, it wouldn't <clears throat> be that hard to do um, and that would be like a really cool, you know, push for us in this area that as a community we reach out to support these adults who, you know, and one of the biggest hurdles and we're, st- and we don't, I don't know the answer is transportation. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a driver's license? Uh, not yet. So who helps you with all your transportation? Mom or dad. Sure. And so relying, and Brandon has a great supportive network and family that's able to do that. But I'm sure not everybody does. Not everybody does. 
and um, transportation. And I, you know, like we've talked about the, you know, kind of joked around, like we need an Uber, you know, and it's it's not necessarily just a joke, but people have talked about that. You know, how can we provide sort of a, a call as needed basis to support people that because maybe they can get a job, but they can't get to or from a job. And yeah, um, some of the things that employers don't realize too is the effort going into have uh, individual in a job. Let's say if. Brandon started Monday and Tuesday at a place to work, and he had set up his job, his job, and um, he got his rides to get there from nine to two. And then the, you know, as an employer, we want to change. Well, you know, come in at noon and leave at four. That could be enough to lose that job for that because the setting up the transportation is such a big, such a challenge, and what they set up, then moving schedules could be a net. You know, those so there's certain things in employing some of our adults that realizing that you wouldn't even think about because that for you or I that wouldn't even matter well so what we right right we drive out at a different time then so I was going to ask you this is a little bit more of a, a bigger long, a bigger story arc but um, how many of your clients kind of go through the system from a young age to an adult like well the now mm -hmm. one of the things if there are um, like people listening um, or like as you know for your your niece is that there is a lot of support in Indiana for children you know starting with first steps which is you know, before the age of three, there are um, services they call it first steps in Indiana. That's it's available to any family that has a child in need. If they they meet twenty percent below the developmental level, they qualify for services. And there's there might be a small cost to that now. It used to be free. Um, there may be a small cost and some insurance and such. But then after three, the school school corporation provides services from starting at three up to twenty two for in, for children. Awesome with disabilities and then there's programs like innovations and there's right now in addition to innovations there's two or three maybe even four other clinics that do similar sort of work for the children that need those intensive programs that 40 hour a week program so that's much more available most of those are in Maryville um, in Lake County uh, there might be one in Porter County I'm not certain kind of all where they're all located um, but so then, so really, and sometimes like our goal is, is as children come in, that we could move them, let's say they come in with not, a lot of our kids come in not talking or very limited um, language that we, and we've seen kids come in nonverbal, not talking, this isn't every child, so it's not like it's a miracle, but we've had some kids that then, we've transitioned to kindergarten, gen ed kindergarten, which wow. that, when that happens, you know, and it's not, like I said, it's not every child, but when that happens, that's where, it's, it's a win. It's a win. Yeah. You know, but even yeah. that child that, that we're able to transit into a less restrictive environment is a win. And that is it's always kind of our goal. So, you know, hopefully anybody who has a child, you know, and then there's also, you know, a lot of families that want to keep their kids in the school and supported, but they don't access the state funding. We have the Medicaid waiver program. There's vocational rehab for our adults to help with. Um, so there's lots of other funding. In Indiana, and everybody, you know, is it a whole people kind of knock Indiana, but overall, Indiana does a really nice job supporting people with special needs um, as far as the funding that's available and programs that are out there. And so um, if there's more questions, anybody's free to call Innovations and in Learning. Our service coordinator does a great job of also resource and referral. Awesome. You, you reach me. You uh, beat me to the punch. I was going to ask how they yeah. can contact you. Yeah. So um, they can call, and everything's on our website, Innovations and in Learning. Um, I could say the phone number is 791-1400. They're free to call if they just have questions, just want to know more about programming, um, what's available, if they're interested in making a referral to us, absolutely. But um, even not 
just looking for other things that they might be able to access. So awesome. Because I was going to ask when uh, when it comes to like the I guess the um, entire timeline um, for the client as as much as like is there a mentorship pro program in there to where it'd be a little bit easier to kind of say well um, like like Brandon for example is really into the arts and entertainment that we can kind of like guide him towards that field a little bit more or kind of that extent? That's it. I, I mean, and that would really be kind of what we'd like to do more because, um, and that's where like helping Keith with finding a job at GameStop mm -hmm. and Brandon, mm -hmm. you know, if we could help him get into something, you know, he's working right now at the office doing, um, you know, he started just doing scanning and filing, alphabetizing. Brandon's actually now entering billing. Um, oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. He has good Excel skills and he's got right. some great, like, awesome. um, that, but yet that may not be his dream job. It's a good match for his skills now, but, you know, as we're able yeah. to help him get into yeah. the arts or things that, you know, and make those connections, that's really what we want to help our adults if they're interested, because not everybody is going to want to work at a restaurant. Or, you know, there are certain areas that lend themselves more easily to training job skills. Sure. Um, but that, you know, if we could match with an interest somebody had, that would be something we'd like to set that ourselves apart. But it's, we also know that there's limits as far as just what we can do. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that's but, the tough part. But having people come in who have that, have, like you have media knowledge or you know, be able to come in. Um, we have a, had a photographer that came in and took pictures and he would come, he said he'd come and spend a day and help teach some photography skills. Cause cool. We, and he took one of our young, our women, one of our young ladies around taking pictures and it was, it, her face was beaming the entire day and he was talking about, you know, how to get the good shot and that was Stephen Martin photography. I'll put a little plug in go. for him nice. because he, he was great, came in and spent a ton of time um, taking, a, you know, we did a, um, like kind of a, uh, we, we, our library kids don't get their yearbook pictures or their, you know, their school pictures each year so we thought we really need to bring in a photographer and he, with a lot of some screaming and kids flapping on the ground and um, not necessarily wanted to be a lot of patience yeah. and work through that. So that's um, awesome. Yeah, it was, good for him. Yeah, you got to really make sure you give him as much of a plug as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. yeah. Well, uh, if there's anything else, like you said, the uh, way to kind of reach you is through the number. I know it's over the seven nine one, but what was the back? Fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred. That's easy to know. <laughs> and then are you on social media in any capacity? Sure. We have on Facebook. We mm -hmm. have uh, at Innovations and Learning. We have a website. You know, same sort of byline. You know, anything. If they search that, they'll. Come on, you know, awesome. treatment of kids with autism, any of that, well, we pop up pretty quickly. So cool. Well, yeah. if you ever need anything from us, Perfect. never hesitate. Well, thank so. you, Alan. Thank Not, you so much. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Excellent. Yeah, and so uh, you can reach us at Local Two One Nine across all platforms, and on Twitter, we're Local Underscore Two One Nine. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.